a desert planet with twin suns. Why do I sense we've picked up another pathetic life form? Use my knowledge. Much to learn, you still Welcome back to Twin Sun Talks, folks. I'm your host, Jonah Liu. Thank you so much for listening, and welcome to this week's episode. Um, We're going to be talking about five legend Sith that you may not know about. Now, if you're fairly familiar with Star Wars lore, then you probably at least heard of them. Uh, But I'm going to be going through some kind of basic timelines and profiles of each of them as characters. I think that these are all super, super cool Sith, and I wanted to kind of go a little bit in depth into them. And then I'm planning on doing a couple more deep dives of like the story of Darth Bane and everything like that. So these are a little more basic profiles, but I wanted to at least kind of get y'all oriented to who they are. And also, um, if you're unfamiliar with the terminology, Legends refers to the extended universe that is no longer technically uh, existent within the uh star wars timeline which is the new disney canon uh since whenever disney purchased star wars they kind of erased the extended universe um from quote-unquote existing so only one of these characters or two of these characters technically exist in canon but their stories haven't necessarily been told yet so with that being said let's dive into arc trooper training gentlemen who wants to be an arc trooper i do sir so the five Sith that we're going to be going over today are, in order, Darth Bane, Darth Malgus, Darth Nihilus, Darth Revan, and Darth Vitiate. So our first entry is Darth Bane. Now Darth Bane is one of the two Sith on this list that do technically exist in canon, but we don't have too much backstory on him. And now Bane's story is best told in the three trilogy uh, the, the three trilogy, the three book trilogy uh, that goes, I think it's Path of Destruction, Rule of Two, and Legacy of Evil. And I've talked about this before. It's my favorite legend story, I think. Uh, some of my favorite books. I read them fairly recently, uh, but he's super, super interesting. And the way that he was introduced to canon was in the Clone Wars TV show in the final arc of the sixth season uh, of the show, and essentially, whenever Yoda is trying to figure out the secrets to immortality, he travels to the Sith homeworld of, in the show, it's uh, called Moraband. Let's rename that from Korriban. Um, and we, we learn about him a little bit there. He visits Darth Bane's tomb, and the, the, uh, the apparition of Darth Bane appears to Yoda, uh, voiced by Mark Hamill, actually. But uh, we don't, like I said, we don't have like an official canon story for him. And so this is all going to be from the Legends books. Basically, Darth Bane was the founder of the Rule of Two. Now, the Rule of Two is something that I'll explain a little bit more. But it was essentially that there would only be two Sith at a given time. Bane trained in the Sith Academy on Korriban and saw the inherent weaknesses and contradictions of the current Sith regime called the Brotherhood of Darkness. And once again, I'm going to go through all of this a little more in depth in a future episode where I go through and break down uh, Bane's uh, lifetime in much more detail. But these are just kind of the, the main bullet points that I wanted to hit. Bane then orchestrated the downfall of the entire existing Sith Order with only him remaining to continue the Sith legacy. He did this using a 
an ancient uh, force technique called the Thought Bomb, which essentially captured all of the um, essences of the people within a certain blast radius, and that's how he effectively destroyed the Sith in one fell swoop. Bane then developed a system where the knowledge and power of the Sith were, uh, were condensed into two individuals, a master to embody the power and an apprentice to crave it, thus creating the Rule of Two. And I have an entire episode about the Rule of Two and a little bit of a rant about why uh, new Disney lore has kind of contradicted that. It's a ways back. Let me check which episode number it is because I'm rather proud of that episode and I think that uh, the, the depth that I went into was rather... Um, was rather good. It's episode 47, so if you're interested in learning more about the Rule 2, go back and listen to that episode. Um, Bane also uh, developed a system within the Rule of 2 where Sith power would be derived from manipulation and political intrigue rather than military might. So rather having giant forces of thousands and thousands of Sith, there were two Sith that worked sort of behind the scenes and manipulated others into doing their dirty work. And uh, this started a legacy that lasted a millennia, which culminated in the rule of Darth Sidious in the Galactic Empire. And you can kind of see uh, the ripple effect of that political intrigue sort of foundation that was started by Darth Bane in Darth Sidious, where he effectively orchestrates an entire galactic conflict and plays the leader of both sides to further the agenda of the Sith, which is super, super cool. But... Uh, once again, go back to episode 47 if you'd like to learn more about the Rule of Two. And that's about all that I have to say about Bane. If I could choose, well, basically, if I could choose a like a Star Wars project to happen, it would probably follow any one of these uh, Sith that I'm about to talk about. First of all, I think Sith are just super, super interesting. I think the psychology of them is really fascinating. And secondly, I think that the ancient Star Wars eras are really, really interesting as well, like the Old Republic and all that stuff. I think that there's a lot of opportunity to uh, have some really cool content from those. So I hope that uh, Disney goes back and does some of that and does it right. But that being said, let's move on to Darth Malgus. I've seen him called like the Thanos of the Old Republic, if that gives you any indication of how powerful and how formidable this, uh, this guy is. He's ridiculously powerful. And he was also present when uh, the Sith reclaimed the planet of Korriban. Uh, after that, he killed his master and uh, kind of took on a leadership role within the new empire. He was injured during a surprise attack uh, of the planet Alderaan, which caused him to wear an iconic respirator mask around the uh, bottom half of his face. He led a Sith siege known as the Sacking of Coruscant, which in which they destroyed the Jedi Temple and disgraced the Jedi in the eyes of the Republic. This is one of the first times and only times that Coruscant was ever attacked and held under occupation uh, by anyone other than the Republic. Uh, in this, in his lifetime, Malgus fell in love with a Twi'lek slave girl and fought alongside her for much of the Great Galactic War before deeming his connection to her a weakness and subsequently killing her. He is considered one of the most influential and powerful Sith ever by Darth Sidious. And I intend to read, right now I'm actually reading the book Dune, um, which isn't Star Wars, but it's it, Dune influenced Star Wars in a lot of ways. And it's super interesting so far. I really, really enjoy it. But 
after I'm done with that, I'm, I want to read the book Deceived, which kind of follows Malgus and his conquest. And so whenever I do read that, I'm, I'm going to make a lot more content about him because I think that he's a super, super interesting character. He's the subject of a lot of the Old Republic cinematics, if you're familiar with those. I, if you're not, I would highly suggest looking them up on YouTube. They're these sort of promotional items done uh, for these Star Wars video games, Star Wars The Old Republic, and they are awesome. They're done with really great CG animation. Highly recommend. Go watch them if you haven't already. Moving on, next up we have Darth Nihilus. And Darth Nihilus is one of my favorite Sith ever. Uh, I would say my top three Sith are probably Darth Revan, Darth Nihilus, and Darth Bane. And Darth Nihilus is one of the most mysterious entities in Star Wars lore. He was created by the activation of the mass shadow generator uh, on the planet Malachor V during the Battle of Malachor V, uh, which was the culmination and the end of the Mandalorian Crusades. And he was known as an, an anomaly called a Force Virgins, essentially like a, a wound in the Force, if you will. He was known as the Lord of Hunger and apprenticed to Darth Treya alongside Darth Sion. And Sion's actually pretty interesting. Little side note, Sion was a Sith that was literally too angry to die. Um, his anger kept him alive, like, even though his body was, like, decaying and stuff. It was really creepy, but it's super, super cool. Um, so Nihilus and Sion eventually overthrew Treya, um, and then they also severed her connection to the Force. That is the danger that you, uh, that you run the risk that you run if you have two apprentices, at least in the in the context of the Sith, they might team up to overpower you. That was kind of uh, Darth Bane's whole uh, kind of reservation about the uh, the existing regime whenever he came into power was that many weaker Sith could come together to overthrow one strong Sith. And so, not, not to say that Sion and Nihilus were by any means weak, but fun little side note there. Nihilus and Sion then led a crusade that became known as the First Jedi Purge, where they nearly eradicated the Order, and eventually, he, had, he being Nihilus, had surrendered himself so completely to his hunger that he ceased uh, to exist exclusively in the physical realm, and so he had to tether himself and his essence to his robes and iconic white and red mask. And uh, if you look at my Instagram post or... My YouTube thumbnail, uh, Nihilus is the one with the white mask, and he's super creepy, super cool. Um, and yeah, I know, I just, I love him as a character. I think that he's super, super fascinating. Uh, some of his feats that, he, uh, well, so the interesting thing about Nihilus is that, and the reason that he's called the Lord of Hunger is that he had a unique desire to quote-unquote feed on force energy and would drain life forms to satiate that hunger. So he kind of operates similarly to like a Dementor in Harry Potter. Uh, and so some of the feats that he performed was he actually drained the life force out of an entire planet, um, which is similar to a feat performed by Lord Vitiate, uh, who I'm going to talk about in a little bit, but slightly different. And the sole survivor of that cataclysm was a woman named Visus Mar, who he took on as his sort of apprentice of sorts. Um, he was eventually defeated by the Jedi exile Mitra Sirik aboard his ship the Ravager, and his spirit continued to possess his armor, or his mask and his robes, 
which were laid to rest on the planet Korriban. Um, so that's about all that I have about Darth Nihilus. Darth Revan. So Revan is the second Sith that is now technically canon in the Star Wars uh, universe, in the Star Wars canon, because he was uh, the namesake of one of the legions of Sith troopers that were present during the Battle of Exegol in The Rise of Skywalker. Now, his story isn't canon, but he as a character is. And so another interesting thing is that he and Darth Bane were supposed to appear in the Mortis arc of the Clone Wars, but uh, and they were supposed to like talk to the Sun, who is the embodiment of the dark side. But Dave Filoni uh, ended up deciding to cut it because he didn't like the implication that Sith would be able to live on after death. So that was like an exclusively Jedi ability. But anyways, the story of Darth Revan is super interesting. He was a Jedi who broke away from the Order to lead a crusade against the Mandalorians with his par partner Alec, who ended up being named Malak down the line. He wore an, an iconic mask of a fallen Mandalorian crusader woman. Um, the Jedi begrudgingly made him the commander of the Republic forces in the conflict after he was proven very effective after many successes. Um, after the uh, success of the Crusade, Revan defeated Mandalore the Ultimate in single combat and hid his mask, which was the um, essentially the heirloom to claim the throne of Mandalore. So that kind of left the Mandalorians in shambles after that with no leader to rally behind. Um, he then went with Malak into the unknown regions of the galaxy to investigate the Sith influence on the Mandalorians in the war and returned to the galaxy as Darth Revan and uh, Malak, who is his apprentice, Darth Malak. Um, he waged, they both waged war against the Jedi until Malak betrayed Revan, and Revan was captured by Jedi Knight Bastila Shan, who redeemed him and formed a force bond with him. Now, the reason that they returned to the dark side was because that they were um, brainwashed by uh, the Sith Emperor, who had been amassing a Sith Empire in secret uh, for thousands of years. But I'll talk a little bit more about him later. Now, um, after he was redeemed by Bastila, Revan then fought on the side of the Jedi once again and killed Malak. And then he married Bastila, lived a quiet life until memories of his time as a Sith resurfaced. After this, he journeyed into the Unknown Regions and was captured for years by the Sith Empire before being released by the Jedi exile Mitra Surik. Subsequently, he was captured again and tortured by the Sith Emperor Vitiate for hundreds of years to the point of splitting his soul. Half of him was light and passed on into the Force, and half of him was dark and remained alive to enact revenge against the Emperor. After much conflict, the two halves of Revan combined again, and he finally died, but his legacy lived on in his holocron, which inspired Darth Bane to create the Rule of Two, which is kind of touched upon in the Rule of Two uh, trilogy. Now, that's all that I have to say about Revan. The last Sith that I'm going to be talking about today is Darth Vitiate. Now, he went by several different names, including Tenebrae, Vitiate, and Valkorion. He reconstituted the Sith Empire in secret in the Unknown Regions, and is known, which was known as the Eternal Empire. He was the illegitimate son of an ancient Sith Lord, and as a child, at the age of 10, 
he tortured, brutalized, and killed the citizens of his home world of Madeiras. Uh, and then he also killed his father and severed his spirit, subject, uh, subjugating him to eternal torture. Now, he was then recognized by the ancient Sith, Mark Aragnos, and deemed Darth Vitiate and given dominion over uh, Madrias, renaming it Nadima. And these, these names aren't super important. They're just little details that I'm throwing in, so don't worry if you're not picking up on these, but I would just focus on the story rather than the details that I'm giving. Following the Great Hyperspace War, Vitiate manipulated the remaining Sith Lords uh, to perform a ritual that drained both their life essence along with that of the entire planet of Nadima, which increased his power and prolonged his life. But this caused a sort of void in the Force, which was like a literal absence of the Force when in proximity to the planet. It was super eerie. There was nothing alive on the planet whatsoever. And whenever um, Jedi would travel to the planet, they would feel, they would feel almost sick. It'd be, I don't know if y'all are familiar with like the Man of Steel movie, which is a DCU movie, but it was kind of like when, um, or at least this is how I imagined it, whenever uh, Superman is exposed to Kryptonian uh, atmosphere for the first time, and he's like super disoriented and groggy. That's kind of how it was, but it was with the Force. It was like the, this force was the force is like this thing that's just like in the back of your mind always it you, you don't really notice that it's there at a certain point because it, you're just used to it and then when you go to this planet it's gone it was super upsetting to these force users and i just thought that it was a super interesting concept and it's just on a different level than even like nihilus was able to do where he just drained the life essence out of a planet but he didn't actually just remove the force from it entirely i don't know it just goes to show how powerful Vitiate was. He established uh, a new Sith Empire on Droman Kaas and ruled and conquered in secret for centuries. He then corrupted Revan and Malak, turning them to the dark side and uh, unleashing them on the galaxy. He then captured a redeemed Revan and tortured him for centuries, and his body was defeated by the spirit was resurrected by a vengeful Revan who was wanting to kill him for um, all of the pain that he had caused him. He continued to transfer his consciousness to various powerful ho hosts until getting defeated by the combined effort of many spirits who he had wronged in Satil Shan's mind. And Satil Shan was a descendant of Revan and Bastila. She was alive during the time of Malgus and his empire. Um, and yeah, super, super interesting. Vitiate is also the subject of some of the um, Old Republic uh, cinematics and stuff like that. Um, he's a super, super cool character, super, super creepy. When he spoke, it was like many, many voices speaking at once, allegedly because of all the, all the lives that he had snuffed out during the ritual that gave him essentially eternal life. And yeah, no, he's wildly powerful and super, super creepy, but also really, really cool. Anyways, that's about all that I have. I'm intending to go more in depth on Bane and Malgus eventually. Bane sooner than Malgus. And if y'all want to learn more about any of these other sets, like Scion or Malak, or the likes of, like, I'm trying to think of other, other ones, like Treya, or, mm, I don't really know, Darth Xana, Darth Tenebris, any of those, Darth Plagueis, 
I I'm more than happy to go to go a little more in depth and I could do those in the form of character profiles or like more uh, kind of bullet point breakdowns kind of like I did in this episode so just let me know what y'all want to uh, to see and you can email me twinsontalks at gmail.com DM me on Instagram at twinsontalks or comment on our uh, YouTube page twinsontalks podcast that being said yeah that's about all that I have but this wouldn't be a proper episode if I didn't leave you with just a little bit more more now, this more is rather personal, but I actually tried to make a fan film about Nihilus back in high school, and it followed like a trio of Padawans being hunted by him. It was going to be really cool, and we ran into some production issues where I wasn't able to finish it. Um, but I have all of like the costumes and everything, so maybe I'll give it another go sometime. I don't know. I have a hard time finishing fan films because I don't have time to do it. But uh, that being said... I'll keep y'all posted. If I ever do decide to make like a little short thing about Nihilus, it would probably be very, very short, but um, hopefully I could do something down the line. That would be pretty cool. But just a thought. That's about all that I have, though. Uh, make sure you tune in this Friday. I'm releasing this month's edition of The Ability to Speak to Stop Me Be Intelligent with my roommates. Uh, it should be a fun time. Make sure you listen to that. And... Yeah, stay tuned next Monday for uh, my next character profile. We're going to be looking into Plo Koon, so should be a good time. Uh, make sure that you stay tuned for that. So that's all that I have. You've taken your first steps into a larger world. May the Force be with you, and I will see you all in the next episode. Bye, friends.